we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. to the one, the only, the Animal Farm, broadcasting on the We the People radio network. Thank you for getting our intro right tonight. The date today is July 15th, 2008. My name is Ben Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow Jack Blood fanboys, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. Hello. <laughs> Very good. Uh, and Pyeth on the soundboard. Hello. We've got an excellent show, as always, for everyone tonight. We're going to be getting into the media manipulation news. Uh, we've also got an update on the Pat Tillman situation, as well as a brand new Lore or Lie, your phone calls, and our classic Animal Farm analysis straight ahead. You are on the farm. Animal Farm Radio Show. The law is that guy that wears that badge and a gun. That's the one that puts you in jail. That's the law. <laughs> So do you men lack confidence? Need some help in that intimate area? Well, now we have the answer for you. The Animal Farm Radio Show. All right, folks, welcome to the Animal Farm Radio Show. So glad you can join us on this lovely day. Oh, our show sounds great tonight. It does sound good, and we have the right intro, so we're already off to the, to the right start here. we got a couple beers in the studio. I mean, what else could you ask for awesome. in this fading republic? Uh, we'll start out with the crazy, the unbelievable, the nonsensical, where now an Oregon woman gets a 140-pound tumor removed. I mean, this just gets stranger and stranger. Redmond, Oregon, Linda Rittenbach tried uh, tried all of the diets and workouts, but nothing would help her lose weight. Doctors even suggested weight loss surgery. But it wasn't until the Redmond woman went into a different doctor this spring for flu-like symptoms that she found out why she couldn't shed the pounds. Uh, evidently, a 140-pound cancerous tumor had been growing near her stomach, Ben, wow. for the past what? 15 to 20 years, it was estimated. Um, she's quoted here as saying, My doctor told me I had two choices. She told KTVZTV, sorry to say that four times, I could either live or die, and I had 20% chance if I had the surgery. So this was a very serious operation, obviously, for her. It took doctors in Redmond and Portland three surgeries over two months to remove the tumor. Doctors had to remove her kidneys to complete the surgery and were only able to put one back, Ben. So, I mean, we're not talking about anything well, if you to laugh at. I mean, the only thing that, whenever these uh, stories come up, I always ask myself, you know, wow, it just, it's just so, so hard to 
believe that 140 pound anything could be within your body, in your body, without you noticing. But hey, I guess the strange things happen. Yeah. Uh, moving right along here, school sack races are canceled by health and safety officials because the children might fall over. <laughs> Just another way to make your children, uh, I don't even know, docile and stupid in many ways. Children wow. have been banned from taking part in a sack and three-legged races at their school sports day in case they hurt themselves. Cause I've Gotham. fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> That's right. The decision has been slammed as completely over the top and of no benefit. Teachers at John F. Kennedy Primary in Washington, Tyne and Ware, dropped the popular events after discussions and Beamish Open Air Museum, where an Edwardian-themed sports day is being held. Uh, this was uh, yesterday. Teachers at the John F. Kennedy Primary School have scrapped the sports day sack race, fearing children will fall over. Children taking part are to dress in period costume and play old-fashioned games as part of a school's centenary celebrations. Oh my Events, goodness. yeah, such as running, hopping, and throwing ping pong balls into buckets. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I mean, right off the bat here, I mean, there's like 17 things in my yeah. head that are just screaming. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, obviously in schools and just just to give you a little background here, I mean, I went to school for phys ed and health. I was actually going to become a teacher. And, you know, the whole movement is trying to get away from, you know, events that single people out as being bad or as being good. You know, like the last person yeah. to be picked in dodgeball. And then we all understand that not everybody's built as an athlete. An athlete. Not everybody can throw uh, a beach ball that well, that whole thing. But, you know, you hear the stories and you hear the results of, of these movements and these organizations. And now, you know, God forbid a kid falls and scrapes his knee. I mean, wow, you know, that never yeah. happened to us when we were young. You know, it's okay to bleed still, isn't it? Well, we talked about that it's earlier on the show. Quite, quite a while ago, we were talking about how, you know, all kids now, we should be made to wear bubble wrap around us. Well, that's what it is. Every, everything, you know. Hockey helmets and knee pads and things like that to make sure that we don't get hit and we don't bump our pretty wheel heads. Yeah, I mean, look, getting hurt builds character. Getting hurt means you get better. Getting hurt means that you become a better athlete. Than <laughs> yeah. Listen, when I was... When I was a lesson. Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't get good at rollerblading and playing hockey by sitting in my room. You know, you have to try and there's yeah. nothing wrong with getting hurt. It happens. It's part of life. And to go even way beyond this and just to go to the mind control part of this or at least the result of what's going on now kids don't know anything. They don't know uh, failure. They don't know what it's like to be picked last. They don't know what it's like to be ostracized from a group. Yeah. And that is not healthy. Well, I think. I think. And before you go on here, but I think this is a result of all of these yuppie baby boomers. Not to sound like George Carlin here, but this is just the result of parents who were so insecure with themselves and school education boards and all these stupid meaningless programs. Where you know we understand we want to get everybody involved and have a group effort, but this is going way too far. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, absolutely. What the heck are you guys? Uh, doing trying to ruin my life make me look like a freaking idiot <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that i was it's so funny because uh, i swear half the time when when we cover our topics in the show it's like i think about them beforehand and that's one of the things that i was talking about how and this may sound bugged out but as a parent uh, being a teacher disappointment is one of the greatest things that you could teach a child because life is just filled with disappointments all the time you can never get everything that you want in life so it's very important for a child to you know learn and understand what disappointment is when you lose a baseball game yeah. it builds character you know it, it teaches you a lesson Why? and it also lets you understand that this world isn't perfect you're not going to get everything that you want right. you could try your hardest to get everything that you want and and do your best in terms of that but you got to be used to disappointment you can't always expect to get everything your way i mean that is a life lesson and you know you tried your best, and you failed miserably. <laughs> the lesson is, 
Never trust. <laughs> you know, well, but that's exactly it. No, Ben, I mean, I have to echo your words. And I mean, I don't want to make this into a, you know, a whole show topic, but this seems to me like common sense. Yeah. I was in school. I wasn't the most popular. I wasn't the best. I wasn't the worst. I'm like very middle of the stream as far as athletics and getting picked for baseball. Yeah, you know what happens. Certain sports I was better than others. But you know what? You know, I don't understand the logic here. Listen, you're going to lose in life. You're going to break down. You're going to cry. You're going to break your arm. You're going to scrape your knee. You're going to bleed. You're going to feel like, you know, life is over at stupid. This is part of life. We are teaching our kids to be stupid. And on top of it, we're teaching them nothing else. We're saying, listen, you're never going to know what it's like to lose. You're never going to know what it's like to hurt. And you're never going to have to figure anything out and never rebound or get up. You know, listen, you fall down, you get up, and and you start over again. What's the big deal? Exactly. I mean, that's the biggest point of life in, in general is you can't you can't understand love until you understand what hurt is and you can't really understand yeah, what I mean, success th- is until you understand what failure very is. Very poetic. And that's, very nice. <laughs> thank you. That's But that's just the way it is. Yes. I and mean, that's a lesson in life. And we talk often talk about on this show how uh, if we look at the world around us, how things are really just trying to rip the souls out of our bodies. Yeah, yeah that I know, that's get, a big point. Yeah. We're, not, we're, we're really not able to live life as human beings and experience all the emotional uh, ups and downs of life and all the interactions and, all, and the how dynamic life is in general we're not able to experience all these things because everybody's being safe and they're worried about the child being the last picked in dodgeball screw that yeah that child's going to be disappointed for a day their feelings are going to get hurt then they're going to grow up and they're going to get the degree and and make you know 100 billion dollars like bill gates i mean that's the way that that's the way that life works and the, and the high school football player is going to go mow my lawn you know that's how it happens yeah and and, and just to and just to kind of resort back to the original point here and and, and just to play the other part of the story here ben you know and keep in mind a lot of this is stemming from movements that are positive it's the whole idea where yes physical education shouldn't always just be this you know the athletes always rule the class and you're always pick physical education is not supposed to be baseball or football or basketball that's supposed to be in and of itself physical education because our our country is just getting larger by the you know by the minute Mm -hmm. we're just this humongously fat obese nation uh a lot of things are being done to say you know let's listen let's get people to enjoy physical education and not resort back. Because a lot of times people that were were picked last and hated phys ed, chances are they're not going to become physically active. So there are, yeah. there's two sides of the coin. But unfortunately, like always, the result is more stupidity and just more, like you said, ripping the souls out of people's money and not being able to become anybody. And mm-hmm. Listen, you know, Michael Jordan didn't make the high school basketball team. All these stories you hear about very famous yeah. people. but And just the last... Uh, Einstein didn't graduate high school. Yeah, you know... Failed and, you know, yes, blah, blah, blah. This is what happens in life. You know, we have to teach our, our kids, you know, not so much about not how to fall, but what happens after you fall. Yeah. How to get up and, and, and brush off and get back in the race. They're getting high. That's right. And, and, and just one last point here, and the thing that makes me laugh is, okay, so, so they take out the sack races because they can't fall, but you can still run and hop, which, hey, I guess you could fall there, but even worse, they're teaching them how to throw ping pong balls into buckets, and we just covered this, this um, you know, last week, last week we covered the, this huge controversy surrounding the beer pong video game for the Nintendo Wii yeah. for 13-year-olds. I mean, we're teaching them how to play Beirut. We're teaching them how to play beer pong instead of sack races. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, it just goes to ridiculous lengths, but obviously we've harped on this way too long. Finally, for me, Ben, before I turn it over to you, I always try to pick three uh, ridiculous things, crazy things, and maybe Pyth will have fun with this one. But an Australian woman has been charged with assault for rubbing soiled diaper in autistic boy's face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh my goodness. No, and I'm, oh my I'm probably the biggest hypocrite in the world because I'm always the one bitching and moaning that like Fox News always covers stupid stories. But where do you think they end up on my desk? And I'm the one that reports on them. Oh man. Well, you know what? We have to. We have to loosen you up for the crazy bad news coming. But a former daycare center employee has been charged by authorities in Australia for allegedly rubbing a dirty diaper in the face of a four-year-old autistic boy. Stupid bitch. Oh man. The Courier Mail of Queensland reported the alleged incident is said to have taken place two years ago at a child care center in Ipswich. According to the Courier, the incident has only come to light in recent weeks after the mother of the child, Rochelle Hodge, was informed of the abuse of her son, uh, Connor, by a former employee. So <laughs> I hurt people. I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday, authorities charged a 28-year-old woman with common assault, then, in connection with the incident. I guess that's the, the charge you happen when you rub diapers on people's faces. But according to the courier, at the time of the assault, the woman became frustrated with the boy who could not speak. And I guess, you know, he, she got so frustrated she rubbed a soiled diaper in his face. That obviously makes the situation better. But on, the yeah, on to, on to you, Ben. That's just that's the crazy news that I, I read over the past three, four days. So I'll turn it crap. over to you and see if you can top me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I, I can't, I can't. That was a challenge, isn't it? No, no, you are the best at finding those articles there. <laughs> I don't know what that says about you. Well, but. I frequent Fox <laughs> News often, so it's not hard. It's not hard if you know where to look, Ben. <laughs> out, out of Athens, Greece, uh, women are being arrested in a sex competition. Uh, nine British women were facing prosecution right charges after hey, being baby. arrested at the weekend for taking part in an oral sex competition at the Greek holiday island Sakonos. Uh, police said on Monday six British and six Greek men, including two bar owners, were also charged in the incident, which took place at Laganis Beach. Uh, everybody take that down. <laughs> wow. I'm actually calling my travel agent. I'll be right back. <laughs> which took place at Laganis Beach in the south of Ionian Island, uh, which lies off the west coast of the mainland, Greece, police said. Uh, the woman who came to the popular resort the women who came to the popular resort on holiday had been paid to take part in the competition which was video recorded and was to be posted on the internet police said i don't want to like know to what they were you and cheese whiz <laughs> and spread you over a ritz crack <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what they were competing for but uh Ooh, it's switching gears here. Uh, Fox News <laughs> is very sorry it made uh, the New York Times staffers look like gremlins. We covered this on the show. How they, oh, they, they, now they, apolo they actually apologize? <laughs> yes, no. they, uh, yes. <laughs> Fox, Fair News, and Fox News Executive Vice President John Moody found himself on the defensive, <laughs> God forbid, over recent antics on the network's morning show Fox and Friends, which displayed Photoshop images of the New York Times reporters Jack Jackie Steinberg and his editor Stephen Radcliffe. It was regrettable, Moody said later Moody added that he wished Fox and Friends hadn't done it. They didn't ask me first, but he said the incident will not result in any official standards adjustment at the show. Moody called Fox and Friends a mix of news and entertainment, but conceded that some of the quote-unquote humor on the show may not appeal to some viewers. Yeah, well, you know, unless you unless you want fair and balanced news, yeah, it's not going to not going to work. Well, for it's you. incredible. I went to AOL um, where the story came from, where you got it originally, and I was reading around and I was looking at those comments that people post after the article and there were people on there just sticking up for Fox was saying, you know, well the New York Times distorts articles every day. Fox News just distorted their faces. What's the big deal? Yeah. Stop Shut whining. Up. Get over Shut it. It's, just, it's the same Shut thing, yeah. It's the same kind of, you know, 
patriotism, I guess, you're going to find if you talk to someone about their favorite baseball team. You know, you can't, they're never wrong, and you can never convince them that they're wrong. It's just, you know, we've turned into the red or blue cult yeah. in this country a lot of times. Well, that's and exactly what it is. It's a, it's the red and blue cult. It's the, you know, well, Clinton may have done this, but <laughs> Bush is much worse. Yeah. And Clinton <laughs> cheated on his wife. Nothing's worse than that. Yeah. 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 And, 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 of course, we're not sticking up for Clinton here, Ben, but yeah, how people try to tie something into their logic or how try, people try to justify things, I should say, it's scary. And I was even hearing, you know, I, I catch a bit of the Hannity show on the way up here just to keep myself, you know, in between the lines mm -hmm. and not, you know, veer off into the woods or anything. And Is I almost still talking about Barack Obama? Yeah, they, still? all of the, ooh. Uh, still talking about Obama, but then I, he, he had a caller call in, and I can't actually quote her. I was kind of in the midst here, but some, she was sticking up for the Obama! sticking up for the president and what he said that you know we should. Uh, he's got faith in Americans to be responsible for their own pocketbooks, and she was praising Bush as though you know it was just the greatest thing ever. So I did almost veer into the the woods, but you know we're not here to bash Bush or bash Hannity. We've done that a hundred times, and it's getting old, frankly. Um, so much to talk about tonight, of course. And uh, we do have updates. This is a lot of updates tonight, too, Ben. Yeah. Some update on the D.C. handgun ban. Mm -hmm. And there's some updates uh, on this Gardasil thing. And I stood with this really tried and true. I, I'm very big on the health news. so And we, we also have Pat Thillman updates. We do have Pat yes. a lot of updates. So but when, when we get back, I want to cover this. FDA reports now one death per month and many other inju injuries and uh, thing, other things happening per month related to Gardasil, the new drug. So stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. Getting sick to my stomach. Right, five one two six four six nineteen eighty four is the number to reach us. That is five one two six four six nineteen eighty four, or you can drop us an AOL instant message. Animal Farm Show, all one word, is the screen name. Also, check our, our website, animalfarmshow.com is the website, and um, check out our forums as well because we've been posting stuff in there. We're trying to sort of yes. revive them. I've I've sort of made a commitment to post at least something every day, and if everybody sort of participates in that, that'd be great. We'd get the forum going. We could get the constant news updated there and the funny clips. I posted so many funny clips of uh, of John McCain, McCainiac fans going oh, out boy. there. Of course. Uh, yeah, they... they Came out with a video called "It's Raining McCain" and it was just oh pathetic God. and pitiful. I mean, you got to go to the forums and check <laughs> oh, it out. It was, it was the, just the worst video of all time. I mean, I, I, it's, it is it's just horrible. But anybody that wants much to come, the worst video ever made. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, anyone wants to call us five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. Uh, I'll pass the book on to you, Tony. Well, yeah, the other thing, too, I wanted to add, uh, Ben, is also we've also we've gotten some recommendations for the show as far as content, maybe guests, so yeah. anything, mm -hmm. folks. So we you know, we want to make the show better, and, and, and you know, obviously it's up to you, the listeners. Absolutely. To Roberto, Roberto sure. uh, you know, private messaged us and uh, emailed us and insisted that we get David Bloom on the show. And, right. You know, and, and, and he was very, very right for doing so, and we did that, and David Bloom was just an excellent, excellent guest. Uh, great discussion. So if anybody wants to check that out, that's also at the website, animalformshow.com. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we do our best to keep up with your emails and your posts, folks. And, yeah. and we do thank you always. And I've actually put a bumper together for, for the fans just to thank them. So uh, we do appreciate it. And I, I want to keep on this band a little bit of health news, a lot of health news, actually. We probably spend the entire show. But we talked last week uh, on Thursday about this now, this Gardasil, which is, you know, a vaccine for teenage women who, before they have sex or while they're having sex, I guess, who may eventually get HPV, uh, the human papillomavirus, and yep. that obviously leads to cervical cancer or could lead uh -huh. to cervical cancer. And just like so many vaccines that we talk about, 
This is yet again a vaccine that's causing a lot of controversy. I wasn't able to play the clips last week. I have them queued up, but let me read a little bit about this. And <clears throat> folks, definitely want to get your your thoughts about this. Anybody with with a daughter, anybody who's a parent, uh, you know, has a daughter. I mean, listen up. I mean, at least do the research on this. And I know I, I don't have to tell you, the listener, you guys are, are very smart and educated out there. But uh, I wanted to bring this to light. So now the FDA reports one death per month related to Gardasil. The American Association for Health Freedom, or AAHF, believes that the right of the consumer to choose and the practitioner to practice relates to uh, all health care choices, including vaccination. AAHF is the advocate for opt-in as opposed to mandatory policies for vaccine, particularly the HPV, HPV vaccine. Now, I forgot to mention last week, Ben, and, and people in Texas are probably scratching their head because they know this, Rick Perry established the HPV vaccine program for young women that made it mandatory. Mm-hmm. The only way you can get out of it, apparently, is if you have, you know, if you, I guess, claim some religion that, you know, it's against your religious beliefs. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, in Texas, Perry made this vaccine mandatory. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. listen, if drugs were perfect, uh, I still wouldn't be for it, but the bottom line is now... Um, there's a lot of problems with it, and it just it just came out. So now, despite information, so smart. you know, Merck uh, continues to promote Gardasil and push to make the vaccine mandatory in all states with the intense lobbying effort. Unfortunately, many states rushed to add Gardasil to the ever-growing list of mandatory vaccines last year. Almost every state introduced legislation in 2007 regarding the HPV vaccine. So, you know, so what's going on? And I want to play, there's so many reports. They want to kill us! They sure do. Uh, out of CNN and Fox, I'll play the CNN one first, and then we'll get to the, the Fox one. A vaccine that was designed to protect women at a very early age from cancer for the rest of their lifetime. Now uh, under investigation, the Centers for Disease Control scrutinizing a drug called a vaccine called Gardasil. Now, the vaccine prevents the spread of HPV. Now, that's a virus that can lead to cervical cancer. A growing number of its users, though, of this vaccine have complained of side effects. The uh, Centers for Disease Control received nearly 8,000, excuse me, 8,000 complaints. The vaccine being blamed for causing nausea, in some cases paralysis or even death. Ten, ten women did die after using the vaccine, but the CDC says those deaths were not, repeat, not linked to Gardasil. Pharmaceutical company Merck says it's way too early to be uh, looking into these complaints, no, no, just, uh, and, and that's you know that's where uh, I again that's where my stomach turns and I want to run into a brick wall or something. But what does that mean? Pharmaceutical company Merck says it's way too early to be uh, looking into these complaints. Wait, oh, crap. I the company that is making money off of this and people are dying. It's from way it, too early. Is, is how how, how can you justify the, that? I don't know. Okay, so in the first, so in the okay, now let me read the numbers because now I'm getting a little hot here, and I don't mean in a good way. Then Uh, (laughs) controversial HPV vaccine causing one death per month. FDA reports 140 serious adverse reactions, including 27 life-threatening cases, 10 spontaneous abortions, and six cases of the debilitating Guillain-Barr syndrome reporting since January of 2008. Ben, wow. Apparently, this drug has been on the market, I think, for about two years. I think they said Uh since 2006 at one point. I have to check on that. That's my fault. But once again, Merck says it's way too early to be Mm -hmm. even looking at this. And I'll play just... I mean, just uh, uh, no. Go ahead. Just the notion of mandatory vaccines—it's it's sick. It's, it's, it's Orwellian. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's I know. incredible. It's, a, it's shut up, slave. Get in line. We're going to inject you with this drug, and uh, you're going to like it. I mean, it's just. What it the is, hell is going on? 
it is that sick, man. It is that sick where you're lining people up uh, with, you know, guard dogs barking at children and things like that to make them take this mandatory vaccination. Just totally incredible, totally un-American. Yeah, well, Rick Perry, you know, I it's guess he's sick. Title it as the vaccine will save lives of Texas women by preventing cervical cancer caused by HPV. And you know, again, you, you, well, you try to you try to tie logic in this, and and again, try to think about. Wait a minute, okay, this is something that a woman may get that may yeah. lead to cervical cancer. Now, listen, we don't want women to get cervical cancer. That's not the point. But now we're talking about a vaccine that's killing women, causing abortions and other obvious, uh, really serious issues. Now, no, Rick Perry's a piece of scum. Well, we know. And he's the type we of know. person that, he's, he's that control freak type of personality that gets into power and thinks he knows what's best for the American people. And he goes out there and he passes laws that are so Orwellian, that are so dictatorial, yeah. um, and, and just ends up killing people like every single freaking other dictator yeah. in the past. It's just absolutely... You know, Mao Zedong thought he was doing the best crap for his people, too. Sure. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, 80 mil are dead. I know. And it just it pisses me off when, when government officials can go out there and say, I know what's best for the people. I'm going to pass this law that takes power from the people's hands and puts it in the government's hands and makes them get in line and shoot up their kids with drugs, yeah. harmful drugs, uh, because I'm Rick Perry and I know what's best. Well, I'm arrogant. And, and, right. scum yeah, and if you and if you you know lift one curtain, you see that most of these people have a conflict of interest, and a lot of yeah. them have ties with it with the companies. Um, and I then, know, I know, you're right. It's and, not even about them and, and thinking that's, that's what's best. They, they just want the freaking money. I mean, that's the worst part about it. That's that's the sickest part. Is that yeah, you know, th- we're talking about politicians, and this goes well beyond the big pharma health industry. We're talking about 151 congressmen mm-hmm. uh, who have direct who have directly uh, derived financial profit from the Iraq War. So yeah. now you start really seeing into uh, fascism, but more importantly, you know, a conflict of interest. We have people that are supposed to be serving our country mm-hmm. who are just making money off of its wars. But let me get back on the Gardasil thing here, and again, I think this is very important, and I want to try to get as much info out as possible now, because uh, I know this is going to get worse. I know it. I've seen the trends from the uh, the flu vaccines, and more importantly, from the other vaccines uh-huh. that you get when you're like, you know, three months old, you get 40 vaccines, and of course now aut- autism is at an all-time high, one in 100. But now this is Fox debate talking about one... I heard one in 72. Too, but. Now it's 1 in 72. I'm sorry, but I, you know, it gets worse every day. I, you're probably right. But now we, we have one instance where Fox News, and I think this is the live desk, where they're talking to actually one of the mothers of the, the children. Now on the phone, I have Christina Bell. She's the mother of a 13-year-old who suffered paralysis after her Gardasil shot. Christina, how do you know? Welcome. Thank you for talking with me today. Uh, how do you know that there's a connection between what happened to your daughter, and please explain what happened to her, and the vaccination? Uh, Brittany got her vaccine, and suddenly started complaining about headaches and she's very lethargic, not herself. You have to understand she was a very active child, very healthy active child. And within a couple of weeks, Brittany just collapsed on my floor. She couldn't move. And how is she doing now? Um, She went from being in a wheelchair to a walker. Her crutches, and she's now walking with a limp. Yeah. Okay. So we have a break coming up here, but and, and I, I, this right, is so I'm, I'm going to wait. Yeah. I'm, next segment, I'm going to play the real clincher. So we have instances. That's what happens when you let scumbags? Well, folks. Yeah. Well, we, we have instances where this drug is causing issues, but again, you can't prove a link. So this is this is where the lingo of the mainstream media really gets me. Folks. Right. Animalfarmshow.com is a website. When we get back, more on the effects of Gardasil. Stay tuned. Folks, welcome back. 
1984 We're going to get to your calls. I want to finish up here. We're talking uh, again. We're updating you. I'm just trying to keep myself up to date on this whole Gardasil thing, the next abomination of vaccines that are causing death and other uh, many, many other adverse reactions. This is the, the Gardasil for the HPV vaccine, the human papillomavirus. And, you know, the thing that really burns me up every time these types of debates come up, especially when we had the National Autism Awareness Day, mm-hmm. if I can get that out straight, every time this comes up where, you know, there's you know really proof in a lot of ways. There's you know, a lot of evidence suggesting that vaccines are causing uh, or at least contributing, at the very least, contributing well, that's a very to. Nice way to say it, Tony. <laughs> yeah, but see, that, that's the thing, Vincy. I mean, I can't prove it with with the evidence uh, out there. But you know what? We're talking. I mean, when you, when you talk about the autism thing, I think that's easily provable. And now, this this vaccine is out now, and it's again preventing something that may never happen in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course, now it's it's causing many many uh, issues. In this one case that was we were talking about on Fox News, where this girl was perfectly healthy, an active girl, she exercised all the time, this and that. She started getting headaches she started uh, getting lethargic then she collapsed in front of her mother then she was bound to a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and since then she's getting she's getting a little bit better but still nowhere near fully active she can't even you know go outside and play anymore because of a you know what effing vaccine that was completely unnecessary and then you have these these rat bitch bastard doctors that come on at least the ones that are sponsored by the media outlets like Uh dr manny dr manny (laughs) and you have these guys come on and every time and then it's like well you know listen i'll give it to my daughter there's no proof there's no link they keep using this lingo that there's no link nothing out there linking these two together well you know what if your daughter collapses a day after a vaccine, chances are, if she didn't drink too much the night before, the chances yeah. are something having to do with the chemicals in the vaccines. Well, see, that to me is a link, and apparently, to I know the, well, you can't prove you can't no. prove a link anymore. It's impossible. I'm sorry, Ben. No, 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 you're right. I mean, and you're right to be that angry because I'm I'm that angry too. It's just disgusting. That I'm, not even, I'm not even a, a parent, and I'm pissed off. And then they go on TV. They get paid well to go on TV, and then they go tell everybody that these things are great and that you should do this and trust your government and trust the health officials and well, just, all of yeah, this. Well, I have. I have Clip. No, go ahead. Finish up, I'm sorry. No, no. I, it, I, I have the clip. Just so I don't look like a crazy man, listen to Dr. Manny. Dr. Manny, I know you, you're a, a believer that girls in this uh, age range, as young as nine uh, and up through their teens, should be getting Gardasil. What's your reaction to Christina Bell's story? Well, you know, it's, it's of concern, but, you know, looking at least at, at the facts that have been published, and I, and I saw the story this morning, uh, there's really no link uh, that any physician can make at this point in time linking, uh, you know, this vaccine with the onset of the weakness and the motor weakness that she had. That, that's what they try to do. They always try to blame it on some kind of, couldn't have been anything else oh yeah maybe her cheerios you know gave her a cardiac arrest maybe i don't know maybe the uh the, 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 no, the barbie doll that you bought for her yesterday caused her to collapse in front of her mother but you're right it's the same thing over and over again there's no link between that there's no link between that there's no link it's it's the same thing over and over again it's like these guys are reading from the same playbook it's just disgusting yeah and, w- and what makes it even worse is that I, you know a lot of times i go on the mainstream networks the reuters of the world and anything it, any mainstream uh, internet mm-hmm. news provider and you know I'm reading about these particular problems and this news segment brought to you by Pfizer yeah. this news segment brought to you by AstraZeneca and I'm thinking to myself I'm like wow we are so incredibly effed when it comes to mainstream and I know this already yeah. but you're reading about something and it's brought to you mm-hmm. sponsored by yeah. a major big pharma company and it, you got to just scratch your head you got to th- and I'm the first thought that comes into my mind is well I guess I'm not going to hear anything bad about AstraZeneca today on this and I'm just using them as an example I'm not quoting a particular article Ben mm-hmm. but it goes on 
uh, you know, it's, it's a what concern. What else could cause what she has? Well, I mean, as you said, you know, sometimes, you know, the, when the immune system, it, within the vaccine, you could have adverse Let's blame it on something else, Dr. Manning. The vaccine was thoroughly studied prior to release by multiple, multiple universities and thousands and millions of people. Oh, we could trust universities because they're not yeah. owned. Yeah, they're not owned and controlled by the government. No. People got this of course. vaccine, and all the data was looked at. Uh, many complaints, you know, when a vaccine comes out, the first thing that they do is they hop, open a hotline in the CDC. So anybody, if you get, you know, if you develop a cold after you get your shot of the vaccine, you can call the CDC and say, hey, look, I got a cold or I got knee pain. So all those complaints are registered. That is... Yeah, well, you know what? Checks in the mail, Dr. Manny. I'm sick of hearing this you fat-ass stupid, ignorant son of it's, a bitch, it, dumb bastard. You know, and it's not just this particular case. This guy was saying the same thing. And I can, and maybe we'll try this time, and hopefully I can find, I can dig up the clips from the National Autism Awareness Day. And I, I really want to dig them up, Ben, and I don't want to harp on this all show, yeah. but this is the language, the exact language that they used on National Autism Awareness yeah. Day. It's the same thing. It's not just Dr. Manny. It's all these other freaking doctors who God knows what kind of, you know, behind-the-scenes paychecks they're getting yeah. from, the, from the mainstream networks and, and really from the big pharma companies, and it's got to make you wonder as a parent. You know, it's so easy to go on TV and say, wow, you know, 250 million of these were given out and only 200 people died. But you know what? If that was your daughter, mm -hmm. and again, this is not something that's necessary. This yeah. is a, you know, uh, a precautionary vaccine. This mm -hmm. is not a mandatory thing. This is not going to get transmitted through crayons yeah. or from chewing gum. This is this might happen, and it may, you know, you may have sex, you may get HPV, you may get cervical cancer. So this is well, completely that's the problem. You know, unbelievable. You know, little Susie, who, who may end up becoming a nun someday in, in the monastery, not having sex with anybody all her life, is getting made to take this vaccine, and she may end up getting sick and dying from it. That is the worst part about this. And eventually, no doubt that these people are going to be found out for what they are, and they're going to be they're going to be sued and they're going to be prosecuted for basic murder because they passed this law, they made it mandatory, they enforced it with police and local officials to make these young girls stand in line, get this shot, and when the young girls die because of it, they better get prosecuted. They just better no, get freaking prosecuted. I agree with you, Ben. I don't think it's going to happen. It just it makes me so mad that these people can can make these young girls line up for a a vaccine on the assumption that they're going to have sex later on in their life. Is, That's is exactly that not, it. Isn't, isn't that ridiculous? I just told them nonsense. If your 13 year old or your 12 year old or your 11 year old daughter is having sex, I think the least of your concern is HPV. You have a lot bigger issues to yeah. worry about. Maybe pregnancy, maybe HIV, maybe yeah. some other maybe STDs. Maybe HERP. You know, or, yeah. Right. Well, there's a lot of issues that you know we don't want to go into the brutal details. <laughs> but let's be honest, folks. I mean, this is getting uh, this is getting out of control. And, and and again, it's the same lingo. It's the same jargon every single time something like this happens. And it, it really just uh, it destroys me and yeah. it, it pisses me off. And the I, stupid American public line up in droves to worship uh, the knowledge that their godly government gives them. Uh, in order for them to for them to just be able to live because they can't you know they say oh well you know this Rick Perry he's a smart fellow oh we've got to oh, yeah him yeah. he's sharp he he's got a nice haircut no. he wears a nice suit yeah and, total and freaking total social engineering to the max uh, hardcore worst of all freaking time social engineering people in this country so bad. people in this country are being played like a violin and uh, most of them don't even know it and most of them I think actually like it in a lot of ways but moving on here and trying to tie it all up here mainstream media promotes medical myths by dispelling them and this is more of the same 
you know, natural things are bad, prescriptions are the way to go in this ridiculously yeah. backward society. But uh, Neil McLaughlin out of RINF.com, the MSNBC Today Show recently teamed up with drug companies to help dispel several medical myths that were passed down by your grandparents and which may have led you to believe you were actually healthy. This whole article is really, you should really re- go out there and read it, folks, RINF.com. But I want to, he basically talks about the seven things on this show that the that, that, we, that were talked about. And he's, he kind of paraphrases. So then the first one was, you need an annual checkup. And then Neil McDonald comes back and says, you need annual treatment. Vaccines, number two, vaccines are not just for children. You need adult treatment is what they're trying to say there. Doctors play favorites. You need the latest treatment. Uh, number four, we're winning the war on cancer. And Neil McDonald comes back and says, you need conventional treatment. And it goes on and on and on with, with the seven talking points that were on this show. And I, I, I don't have time to read it all, but it's just going on and how mainstream, every time mainstream media or mainstream news outlets go on and talk about anything about health, it says, be, beware of natural you know, remedies. They yeah. may not be the real deal. Yeah. You know, you've got to take a prescription. And then even worse and even more absurd is now Canada and the, Canada and the U- United States are trying to make a move to make vitamins, prescription drugs. Incredible. This is a crazy. Canada! Yeah. Canada! That's right. <laughs> the beady little eyes of black <laughs> Absolutely. Canadian Bill C-551. C-51 would put natural remedies such as vitamins and herbs in the same regulatory category as pharmaceuticals, Ben. If the bill passes, it would dangerously increase government oversight and power regarding natural remedies. The increased powers and the changes proposed by Bill C-51 give Canadians, inform Canadians, a very great cause for concern. Conservative member of Canadian Parliament James Looney said the testimony before Parliament. This is out of AmericanFreePress.net. So, you know, how much closer to fascism can this be? You know, we talk about fascism all the time, but now we're giving you hard examples. Pharmaceutical companies doing their own things, making sure their stockholders well, you know, have... It's, it's, it, it is fascism, but it's also a, a form of socialism as well. Because now you're, too. you're Because you're bringing it down to everybody. You're saying that right. everybody, all girls under this age, have to get it done. That is a form of socialism, uh, social agree. engineering as well. So it's not even like fascism or socialism or left or right. It's once again them using the same two systems of control, centralization system, if you will, uh, to, to just get people in, involved in the system, get them socially engineered, get them constantly engineered so that they worship government officials. They think that government officials are the godly people that they are, and we have to listen to them. That's the whole point. That's crazy. We, we have to take back this country, folks. It's gone. When we get back, Obama's Iraq, uh, he says, Iraq's timetable demand an enormous opportunity. More on that, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. Stay tuned. I called ourselves Jack Blood fanboys in the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, well, number one is because we are Jack Blood fanboys. <laughs> but it's because he makes great points because he was talking to uh, um, a health person, a health expert. Today. Yeah, we were listening in before a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how uh, the United States uses 80% of the world's pharmaceuticals, um, <laughs> and we just so happen to eat the biggest amount of crap out there as well. Burger King, McDonald's, uh, Wendy's, um, you know, all those <laughs> all those. <laughs> great, great, delicious uh, food choices Crappy out there. Food choices. Yeah, um, and and that's just what you know. One of the things it's 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 the fact that we're eating messed up food, and that's that's my biggest point about it. Uh, that's obviously a bunch of other people's biggest points about it. Um, is that we're we're not meant to be well as a country in terms of our. Uh, financial stability. If if all of us were healthy and well, we probably wouldn't be doing so well 
financially in our economy because our our pharmaceutical industry would crash, our, our fast food industry would crash. Sure. Um, and so that's kind of the way we are. We're at in this country, the place we're at in this country. It's, we've really dug it. A uh, major ditch for ourselves. Many dishes. Yeah, many, many, ditches. many ditches, absolutely. <laughs> many ditches that are dishes. Yeah, well, the Jack Blood also was talking about a lot of things. In, 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 folks, if you missed Jack Blood's show today, I mean, obviously he does a great job, but definitely. I, I'm actually going to go back and really tune in because I was kind of listening with one ear and doing a little bit of research on my own mm -hmm. about this whole Gardasil thing and a couple of other issues with Obama and stuff like that. But he went in to talk about, they were talking about melatonin and serotonin and how serotonin is kind of derived from sunshine, that you kind of have to be in the sun. It, yeah. it, it does cause the brain, I guess, to release serotonin. And, you know, long story short, they were talking about how, you know, other cultures in, in the history, you know, Indians, Native, uh, Native Americans, this whole thing, mm -hmm. depression wasn't even a factor. Yeah. I think Jack Blood actually visited with a uh, particular group, and I cannot quote the name, so I apologize. But it's just this this whole culture in this in this country, we're just so over-medicated. And on top of it, people are so dumbed down that they can't even make decisions for themselves, and they can't even see through the, the bogus doctors that they go to mm -hmm. that literally are just dealing with drugs. They're, yeah. they're being dealt the drugs from the drug dealers. But, it, but the drugs are in absolute absolutely everything. They're in the food, they're in the growth hormones exactly. that make the food grow, and then the, the pesticides that keep the bugs away from the food to keep the profits up, and then they're in the drugs, then they're in the drugs, the chemicals are in the drugs that treat uh, the human beings that are on drugs in the first place from the food that they eat. I mean, just totally incredible. I mean, just total downward spiral spiral psychotic yeah. that's going well, on. Thank my ass and call me Charlie. I guess, I guess the, the normal citizen out there would probably say, listen, you know, I want to get something from the media. I want to be able to at least educate myself from it. But we talked about this uh, MSNBC Today show that recently teamed up with the drug companies to help dispel several medical myths that were kind of passed down from your grandparents. Oh, but, Christ. you know, the, the, the ghostwriter of the article doesn't even hint at the idea that, the, that a healthy diet can be a factor in disease, disease prevention. So they don't even talk about all that. And they always say how, you know, stay away from natural Natural things. Never, you know, don't eat natural. That's terrible. Listen, we yeah. need to take drugs. Nobody can deny that we eat terribly in this country. Nobody can deny that we are not physically active. Nobody can deny the obesity factors and, and, and the numbers and the, the health epidemic due to overweight, obesity, this whole thing. We know that diseases often are linked to obesity. You know, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a really a 360 thing. It's a whole big circle. Yeah. But the bottom line is this, folks. The drugs, chances are if you're on medication... The drugs that you're being given are not really being scrutinized from a health level. The, the drug companies don't give a rat's ass about you. They have money for lawyers that are there to deal with any issues. Let's say you lose an arm or you go numb or you go paralyzed or you die. They don't care There's about no you. Link. They don't, There's no link. Exactly. You can't prove a link. And even if you can, who gives a, a crap? These companies are making so much money off of these pharmaceuticals because 9 out of 10 drugs today, Ben, are lifetime drugs. Oh, your blood pressure is high. Well, here, take drugs for the next 40 years and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll keep you around. And it's gotten so bad to the point where they own so much of our Congress, our government in itself, that our government is starting pass, passing the laws that are uh, for and are, are, are on the side of making the American people of sick. Uh, well, of course. I mean, Those evildoers. Who, you know, you ask yourself this question when you get up in the morning and before you go to bed. Who is watching your ass? Nobody's watching your ass. Yeah. Maybe George your family. W. No. I mean, obviously not. So, you know, I think... You have, looking, you have people looking to bite your ass. I know. I mean, and, you know, if, if, if you need a strategy, folks, question everything. Yeah. You need to pray for the good Lord. Protect America.
government, ladies and gentlemen, a pathetic Congress. Uh, they tried to serve Karl Rove a subpoena, and the guy just told him to go blow him. <laughs> Basically. Can uh, I get a ruling on that? <laughs> Good God. Uh, just incredible. Former White House advisor Karl Rove on Monday defended his defiance of a congressional subpoena, saying he's offered lawmakers other ways to question him about allegations of political pressure at the Justice Department. Um, really, they've offered other ways <laughs> to question him. Uh, Possibly not under oath, I'm guessing. Um, in the five uh, letters to the White House uh, Judiciary Committee, uh, the House Judiciary Commission, Committee, excuse me, my lawyer has offered for me to go up to visit with members of Congress, visit with the staff, or respond to written questions without foreclosing any future actions by Congress. Carl Rove. What does said, that mean? Rove, now a Fox <laughs> News contributor, was responding to questions uh, from television critics, associated members during a Fox News panel session. John Moody, Fox News executive vice president, was asked if it undercuts the channel's credibility to have someone with Rove's political baggage in its lineup. No, Moody replied. This guy's a scumbag. Uh, calling the former Bush advi advisor an authority on politics and adding that the current difference of opinion with Congress is between Rove and lawmakers. Just totally pathetic congress issues him just a lawlessness subpoena, yeah nobody just cares. says go screw yourself i'm yeah. not showing up to nothing. and on top of it i've actually read not some blogs but you know some responses to some of the articles and i've, I've read some follow-up stories and there are people cheering on carl rove oh, like yeah so you, you go get him you know don't take any crap and it's just we have a society that is so detached and still thinks of this administration like it's their baseball team or this football team and i just can't believe it but and everybody hates congress mine. Before I kick you so hard, you'd be wearing your ass for a hat. <laughs> That's the worst part about it is everybody hates Congress. You know, we hate Congress. Yeah. Um, I think they have appro approval rating of 10% or something as of, as of right now. Just an all-time low. Ben. An all-time low. Never been lower in the history of polling in the history of the United States. And, <laughs> and everybody hates them. But even the people that are in love with Karl Rove and that worship the turd blossom will say, <laughs> will say, Go get him, Grove. Get, go yes, get him. You go get him. Just define that Congress, yeah. that evil bad go Congress. Go break the law. Never mind the Constitution. Exactly. And then, <laughs> and then everybody else that hates Congress <laughs> says Family. Congress is a bunch of weak bastards for not uh, go getting some police to go arrest Carl Rove and make him, <laughs> make him go in front of Congress. I tell you. It's pathetic. Ben, I think pathetic. You, you might, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd say it's, it, you should probably copyright Turd Blossom as soon as possible. Oh, you didn't know or that's, trademark that's it. His, I'm sorry, not copyright. You didn't know that's his nickname? Well, I know that's it's what George Bush calls him. Oh, is that? Really? Yes. That's yes. Oh, yes. That's, a, that's, a, that's actually a lot more troubling than actually, the term itself. He's actually known as the Turd Blossom around the White House. That's his nickname. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't even want to try because I'd probably get kicked off the radio. But <laughs> I wish I thought of that. That'd yeah. be brilliant, but that was George Bush that thought of that. Wow. Okay. A brilliant man. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I don't know what to say. I'm actually speechless, and it's not good. I'm a radio talk show. <laughs> California <laughs> Council votes to announce. Hopefully, thank God there are some organizations out there that are paying attention now. A California Council voting to impeach Bush and Cheney. Um, the Cotati City Council is the third in Sonoma County to weigh in on impeachment for President George W. Bush. And actually, I've got to stop calling. It's, it's Governor Bush. And someone, I think it was Eric Huru or some show I was listening to at WTPRN, actually said it. This man was never elected. He's not the president of the United States. So maybe yeah. I should start that trend and keep that going. That's a good point. Anyway, I know, but that's no, but that's a great point. I mean, it, I got to stop I gotta, there. I, I got to stop calling him president. Because I'm guilty. I know because then that's the thing. That's how we get indoctrinated. That's how I get indoctrinated. Me, I sit there and I call him president too, and he guilty was never elected. He's not elected. Governor yes. George Bush and Vice President Dick Cheney, which I guess that's even questionable too. The council <laughs> voted three to 
voted to Wednesday night to approve a resolution calling for impeachment proceedings against the nation's two top officials. Voting yes were Cotati Mayor Pat Gilardi, Councilwoman Janet Orchard, and Councilman John Guardino. The nay votes were cast by Councilwoman Patty Minnis and Councilman Jeff Fox. Get those people and tie them up. City officials uh, in both... Sebastop, okay, well, that word I'll just skip, and Santa Rosa have passed resolutions supporting impeachment of the nation's top two officials. They are among what progressive Democrats of Sonoma County say are more than 90 U.S. cities that have done so. So, there, you know, there's some good news there. reasonable. Yep, and there's also this, this news now about a Arizona JAG officer that wants Bush tried uh, for war crimes, which, you know, that's, you know, it, 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 it will carry the ball, and more people, I think, are getting involved. I think Kucinich, yeah. Dennis Kucinich, obviously, is one of the here, but from KPHX radio station in Phoenix, Arizona, Colonel Joe Abodili told his worldwide radio audience on Saturday exactly how and why he expects uh, George W. Bush to be prosecuted. Thank you, to be prosecuted for war crimes he committed as President of the United States, drawing on his considerable expertise in criminal law and his accomplished military career. Colonel Joe helped those of us who want the Bush crime family held accountable to see the distinct possibility on the horizon. So, you know, there's a lot of news and. Uh, I, I don't even know, you know, what, what to make of this. Now we're talking about Pelosi possibly being okay with the impeachment review of Governor George Bush. Um, with all Jesus. due respect, Nancy Pelosi has called you incompetent, a liar, <laughs> the emperor with no clothes, and as recently as yesterday, <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, well, I would agree. Uh, when we get back, Nancy Pelosi, she's a piece of filth. When we get back, we're going to talk about this Pelosi thing, and we'll get your comments on the, on the other side. AnimalFarmShow.com is the website, folks. So glad you can join us. Animal Farm Show, one word, is the AIM Instant Messenger. And uh, we shall return, so stay tuned. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. If you were to throw up, <laughs> and that throw up were to take crap, oh, you'd have our current Congress. Oh, man. that's what we have dealing with. <laughs> oh boy, Ben, that's what we're You're dealing with. You're a man of, here. of of very vivid words and imagination. <laughs> Conyers may hold hearing, uh, may hold hearings, but he's not planning to take an action on impeachment. However, Nancy Pelosi may do so. Um, she is one of the pieces of crap. That, that throw up crap she really is a piece of crap. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, she was she was the person that promised and preached a peach of President Bush, then got elected, then went behind everybody's back and said, "No, we're not going to impeach nah. him now." Psych. And now she's saying that she will impeach him. Just total nonsense. So now is she saying definitely, Ben? Because I I wasn't up to date here. I, I haven't heard anything about her saying definitely. You know, I, I've, I've heard, never heard a politician say definitely. Yeah. I, well, I'm what not I would... one to stand by and let a lady do a man's job. <laughs> and we wonder why like 99% of our callers are men. House Speaker Nancy, this is what I read from Jim Myers. <laughs> House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has dropped a bombshell by reversing course and suggesting that Judiciary Committee might take up the issue of impeaching President Bush. And at this point, I mean, does it really mean anything to, to you Democrats out there? Is this like a victory for you? Are you, are you, are you partying tonight that now all of a sudden... i got to listen to some liberal radio to see if they're out there going, yeah, Nancy Pelosi's going to impeach Bush. I, I've listened to liberal radio, and i got to tell you, it drives 
drives me just as nuts as right wing radio yeah. for, for different reasons, of course. Truly, but because half the time they don't even know they can't make up their mind. It's it's a different story. Today. It's, yeah, yeah, at least at least with Hannity, you know, I can predict what the topic of his show is tomorrow. <laughs> the oil crisis tomorrow. Obama, Barack Obama, for three hours on the greatest station of the world, WABC, you know, seven seventy. Yeah, I know what's going to happen. In fact, I could probably be the programmer of the show. You know, be the producer. Um, Pelosi's change of heart comes after Republican Dennis Kucinich. Uh, I'm sorry, Representative. Excuse me. My God, I, I'm, I'm sitting here like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Representative Dennis Kucinich moved a privileged resolution to force, of course, he is a Democrat, folks, to force the House to consider whether Bush should be impeached for, according to the Ohio Democrat, lying to Congress and the American people about the reasons for invading Iraq. They've done that before, so I got, I got confused. But yeah, Pelosi had previously declared impeachment to be off the table, in quotes, before the 2006 election, but she now believes hearings on the impeachment issue are a distinct possibility, according to The Nation magazine. So I She's guess... She's a scumbag liar. She's not... Uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, really. I mean, how full of it is this woman now? I mean, can you, can you really trust this woman at all? I doubt it. And, you know, we talk about she really is. <laughs> that's really good pipe that was that was stupendous um you know we well, talk we, we, we often touch upon the false left right paradigm here i mean it's been beaten to death we don't i mean many of our listeners know more than we do about it but listen i mean honestly what, what choice we really have a choice now with mccain and barack obama and the more you read about barack obama and the more you're starting to see what's going on and we've touched upon this before but, you know, I want, I want to get into the whole thing now where he's talking about uh, this civilian national security force. And I found this really funny. Uh, this, this article uh, of LoneWacko.com, this is kind of a, you know, a blog, I guess. Uh, this, this is sponsored by Careers in Anti-Terrorism, by the way. This is a little ad in front of it. But, uh, Could I, be a Google ad. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It, it probably is. It is a Google ad. But, you know, even still, it's still ironic that we're talking now about a Barack Obama civilian national security force. Uh, back on July 2nd, Barack Obama read his public service address, and it contained this line that hasn't received much notice. And I'll quote Barack Obama. Here it is. We cannot continue to rely on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives we set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Wow. Okay. And you, you, when you pay, if anybody pays attention to Barack Obama, and whether it's on like the Jay Leno show or mm-hmm. whether you know where he's speaking in front of like a pro-Israeli group, if you really pay attention to his speeches in different groups, and if you really look at his transcripts, the more you realize, wow, this guy is slick, and he's just saying what needs to be said at the given yeah. moment. He plays his cards like a pro. Yeah. He knows the situation. He knows what not to say. He knows what to say. He's pro-war. Uh, he's pro-big brother. He he's, really is. He's pro. Uh, he's pro all the things that we are, we're terrified as as true conservatives and libertarians. Um, it's just it's it's absolutely horrible. Some of the stuff that he talks about teaching uh, teaching children at the age of three that we, that the government needs to teach them about sex because the parents are too. I mean, just the guy goes off on some of the worst socialist policies out there. Yeah, and and you touched upon it. That's right, and I think you touched upon it Ben, last show or maybe last Tuesday where now he was. For the war, you know, he keep. You know, I don't want to use the term flip flop, but you know, now, like, you really can't figure out where he is positioned as far as the Iraq war. But let he me softened it. Well, well, here's here's the real. I think this has kind of come to where it needs to be now. Senator Barack Obama, in an op-ed piece in Monday's New York Times, embraced Iraqi Prime Minister Nuri Al Maliki's recent call for a timetable for American troops to leave Iraq as an enormous opportunity. In quotes, an enormous opportunity is what he yeah. said. So you read on the presumptive. So now, so uh, I'm sorry. So now it's not. Now it's not a definite 
policy, now it's an enormous opportunity. Well, but it, but I mean, do you see the softening there? Yeah, oh, I see it, Ben, but it seems like he's he's trying to play both hands. Now. He's saying, yeah. we need to end the war in Iraq. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean bring the troops home and stop wars in the Middle East. He's yeah. saying... We need to now concentrate on Afghanistan. So I go but on. Then he also, but then he also went out and said that uh, he he needs to listen to the generals that are on the ground so he can alter his strategy. Well, that's exactly because now his strategy is alterable. It was before a, a defiant policy for him to take the troops out of there directly out of there. He even went on television and stole Ron Paul's uh, Ron Paul's talking point where he said, "We marched him in. We can march him right out." Now he now he's going against the grain and saying now I'm going to listen to the generals on the ground and they're going to shape my policy. It just shows you how full of it these politicians, so many of them really are. Not, not to sound like a coffee table conversation, but the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, column titled "My Plan for Iraq," repeated his pledge that on my first day in office I would give the military a new mission, ending this war. So so far, so far you're thinking, okay, yeah, let's end the war, but. You're reading on, you're reading on, you're reading on. He says, ending the Iraq war is necessary so that the United States can focus on Afghanistan and Pakistan, mm. where the Taliban is resurgent and Al-Qaeda has a safe haven. So now we're just continuing. Yes. Nice. Nice. Massage now. We got you, you bastards. <laughs> you fell for it again, you stupid American pigs. And you know what? He was right the whole time. And folks, this is what happens. You play for the blue team, you get the red team. You play for the red team, you get the blue team. It's the same crap over and over again. This war is never going to end. I don't care if Obama gets in or Hillary or McCain or Romney or whomever. Yes. It's the same nonsense. But we will uh, go to your phones before Laura lie. Uh, we have Robert in Arizona on the Animal Farm. Rob, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. I just How's wanted to say thank you for putting David Bloom on last week. Uh, he got a lot of feedback from your show and uh, he's on to bigger and better things now. I guess George Norrie's having him on Thursday night for three full hours. Yeah, I, I know George is a, a fan of the show. I, I'm, they're all copy. You know what it is, Rob? They're all copycats. Everybody, <laughs> we we always have it, someone on. The truth? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. That's the truth. See, they they pick up on the leading edge guys like you, and that's what makes them a success. It's well, all Robert, the hard work of guys like you. You were the leading, leading edge because you were the one that uh, told us to have him on the show, and I thank you very much for that. He yeah. was very intelligent, very informative, <laughs> very smart fellow. So thank you very much, yeah. Robert. For and and that that goes for everybody out there. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna hear somebody on the show, um, we're we're in direct contact with you. I mean, it's not, you're not oh, you're yes. not gonna be emailing a producer. You're not gonna be emailing no. uh, some intern. You're gonna be emailing us directly. Go to our website, top right hand corner. Click the contact button. That email goes to all three of us, and you can get in contact with us directly. We don't we don't screw around with that that type of stuff. I mean, maybe uh, when we're on a million stations and we're getting billions of listeners, hopefully then, one day, then we maybe can get billions. That'd be <laughs> really good, Ben. <laughs> then then maybe we'll, <laughs> <laughs> once one sixth of the world listens, yeah. then it might be hard to uh, respond to emails. But as for right now, you can you can get in touch with us, and we do our best to keep track of that. Yeah, and Robert, just to add on, I want to also thank you just for being uh, you know kind of pushy because I know at first you had mentioned it to us. And I think I let it kind of slip through, and you reminded me, you reminded Ben. So, you know, thanks on that front. And just to add, and just to make sure that we're clear on it, look, George Norrie, Alex Jones, Jack Blood, personally, I'm speaking for me here, uh, humongous inspirations for me. I've been listening to those guys for three, four, five years, depending yes. on what you talk about. And uh, I could only.
really be thankful that you know we've had the chance to talk to them over the over the last uh, eight or nine months we've been broadcasting. But yeah, yeah Robert, thank you for the info and anybody else, folks. Uh, info at animalfarmshow.com, uh, Pi at that, Ben at Tony at animalfarmshow.com. We're here for you guys, and we just want to make the show as good as we possibly can for you, the listener, and for us, the broadcaster. So, Rob, anything else on your mind? Yes, I'm quite impressed with the way you guys have done your latest iteration of your website. You go to the uh, the link where you can click on a past show, and it opens right up to the, uh, you know, you've got it numbered by show numbers. And I think that's really kind of neat because if somebody knows what number to look for, they click on it, and it's there. You can download the archive and listen to the show. That's really slick the way you've done it, and the thing is done very professionally. I actually think George Nori could take a hint or two from you guys on how to make a website that's not too cluttered. Nice. Well, thank you very much, thank Robert. You, thank you very much. We actually <laughs> we actually do do that uh, professionally, so that's why it is professional. But I mean, even even better in, in 2.0, which will be coming out soon, sure. um, or a little bit down the line. We've we've already started developing that. Um, one of the new things that is going to be is we're going to try to get people to help us out. Um, maybe get some interns in, and we're going to try to get people to. To, to make summaries for each show. So when you click on that link, uh, not only does the show play, but a summary cop comes up and you're able to see what topics we talked about, what guests we have on, and things of that nature. And that just helps with the uh, dynamic aspects of the show and makes it uh, uh, available to more people uh, in an easier way. Yeah, and just to point out, but I know it's tough to take your, you know, the pride yourself, but you, you're the res- you're responsible, really, you and, and Pi, of course, but you for the design and most of the website, you, you've done it. So, uh, Ben, you Thank really you. deserve all the credit there. I'm just the one that screws around with the audio stuff uh, uh, you know during the late hours the wee hours of the morning but uh, all the thanks there for Ben and of course like you said Ben we're going to try to we always want to make things better we want to make the site even more user active user uh, friendly I should say yeah so and, I mean and the site that I, I got to throw this out there as a teaser but the site yeah, that we're sure. developing right now is, is it, going to be blown away it's going to be so dynamic in a way that um, we're it's 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 going to blow all other websites away in terms of um, being the most updatable news and the most updatable in audio um, it's it's going to be the place to go every single day, and that's what we're going to try to make it. That's what we're trying. We're we're, we're just trying to we you know the take what we yeah a very interesting A team at that too, Ben, because we all kind of complement <laughs> each other's skills on on the computer. But enough about us. Uh, again, folks, we really appreciate your participation, and I want to show it by going back to the phones now. Uh, we have let's see, uh, Rick in California. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing today? Doing all right, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing great, but you know, it's, it's amazing how uh, you guys just, it's more like a break that you gave me right now, it's a, it's a break that I just had right now, when you guys say the stupid American pigs, uh, you guys hit that right on the nail for the simple fact that, uh, you know, I guess there's always going to be stupid people in the world, and there's always going to be the people that want to, you know, gain knowledge and become more intelligent, and unfortunately, I, even though I even myself try to help people and tell them, hey, look, you got to read the law, or you got to understand what's really going on, don't fall for the propaganda, some people just don't care. They just want to be entertained. And, I, I, you know, I, sometimes I think I think more people have to die. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, over there, overseas, or over here. More people have to die in the sense that, you know what, maybe then they'll get upset. But until then, I feel sorry for the soldiers. Their parents are just so sheepishly lost that they're like, well, okay, go, go, go to war, go to war. They don't even know why they're going to war, but yet they send their children. It's sad. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think, you know, unfortunately, in the reality, 
you know, in reality, you're probably right. More people are going to have to die for people to start to wake up. But what we want to start to do is, is not, number one, make information available for everybody. Try to get information out, very important, pertinent information. And then number two, try, making it socially acceptable for that information to be talked about and discussed. Because that's the yes. biggest thing. Right now, you can't. Right now, you're not cool if you talk about politics. You're not cool if you talk about... Yeah, you're some about, kind of weirdo. You're, you're kind of weirdo. You study history. You study the past, and you're just weird, and you're not you're not watching football every day and, and drinking beer. You're doing these weird things and researching on the Internet and questioning government officials, and it's all weird and it's bizarre. We have to turn that into the norm. We have to make that the normal thing because it is the normal thing, actually. What we have going on, the dumbed-down American, the stupid public right now, <laughs> that isn't the norm norm that is the abnormal that's a result part. that's yeah, a result that's... of years of manipulation absolutely yeah and, and just to uh, add on we're not playing games here yes yeah. we're in the info world. we sure are Rick. and just to add on and i just want to clarify i mean i i know i, I talk you know and I, I call americans pigs and of course i was doing kind of a funny voice so i'm not directly calling america pigs but let's be honest folks we're responsible you have to take care of your own and we're the ones responsible for what's going on and you could talk about government you could talk about corporate problems and all the issues that we talk about but let, you know you, you we're letting it happen as a population yeah. as 300 something million people we're letting this happen and we are liking it and i just i have these like incredible epiphanies when i go to large groups like whenever i go to a baseball game or whenever i'm in front of a large group of people i just see what we've become and, and i'm not happy about it and i'm not satisfied and maybe that makes me a bad person maybe that makes me a bad american but no rick and i i appreciate your words and yeah unfortunately you know we're being played like like an instrument, and we're you know we're just nobody seems to even notice, and that's what really kills me. So, anything else in your mind? Yeah, I just want to say you guys are doing a great job, and for me, I've uh, lost a lot of friends uh, because I just actually got rid of them. Because to me, people like you guys are a norm, and and if if, if people I run into say, hey, let's go listen to, to some rap or some this or that, or you know, or some heavy metal, I just look at them and say, wow, they're still asleep, you know, they're still dreamy, you know. But I want to thank you again, guys, and giving that the info out here and. Uh, I really do appreciate it because you guys are doing a great service to humanity. Well, Rick, we appreciate it. We're humbled by the comments tonight. Yeah, actually, really, I mean, we've been compared to some of the greatest talents and, and, and broadcasters in the world, and we appreciate that, and we're, we're really doing our best. We're definitely not worthy of that. No, I mean, look. Everybody loves you, and so do I. Thank you, George. And, you know, we, we, we really do appreciate it. I mean, it really does mean a lot to us, and just keep the support coming and keep the phone calls coming. We'll do whatever we can to improve the show and really make it uh, your show. But one more thing that I wanted to touch upon before we go to a break, and then we have Laura lie with Jesse Ventura when he was interviewed on Alex Jones two days ago or whatever. He really made a good point, and to kind of paraphrase, he was saying, you know, it's almost a good thing that this economy is starting to collapse because now people are finally starting to feel the pain, mm -hmm. whereas before their little world was never touched upon. Oh, the little world is just fine, right? Under the bubble, yeah. under the little glass bubble, everything's fine, and, you know, Bobby's little world, but now economically, oh, my God, the place gas, you know, everything like that. Finally, people are starting to feel the effects of this war, and maybe that's a good thing so that people start waking up, but I don't know, folks. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic to where optimism doesn't exist, but, folks, when we get back, we are going to enforce some optimism. We're going to have Charles Ratner on for the 17th version of Law or Lie, the very famous game show yes. hosted by your narrators here. Stay tuned, folks. It's the dumbing down of America. Yeah, that's cool. 
<laughs> Welcome back, folks. Animal Farm Radio Show <laughs> is what you're currently listening to. We're going to get to Charles Ratner, and we're going to play the, uh, I guess this is the 16th, or no, the 17th uh, edition of Lorelei, the American... Yeah. I'm so excited! The Animal Farm Game Show, which has, of course, now been, and has been for very many months now, the number one game America's America. number one game show. Yeah. But before we do, uh, really some very touching words. Rob in Arizona and Rick in California called in last segment, and, you know, extre- we were extremely humbled and taken back. They had some really great things to say, and we just want to say thank you once again for that. Uh, it really means a lot to us, folks. We're trying to do our best here, and, and you, the listener, obviously uh, the sole reason why this is even possible. So thank you guys for, for the enormous, the, the great comments. And, and not just the positive. We get negative feedback. And, and that, too, of and, course. And that's very good, and that's very helpful as well. So anything negative that you may have to send, please please oh, do so. It, it just Especially about Pyeth. Especially about Pyeth. Especially because Pyeth is uh, a I told you not to be stupid, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> he is a major focal point for this show. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, being being compared to George Norrie in any regard is 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 more than enough compliment. So once again, guys, thanks for yes. thanks for uh, for doing that. Thanks for the the wise uh, the great comments, and we, we're just so happy to do this for you guys. So we're gonna. Oh, Pyeth, how do you feel? Do you want to do? Uh, how do you feel about those comments? Did you want to do something like that or? Okay, well, never mind. All right, so folks, it's, it's time for Lorelai. Let's get to business here. Fire the viewer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to play. Lorelai! All right, joining us for episode 17 out of 20. All right, Charles Ratner, are you with us? I am, I am. Good evening, right. Good evening Charles. I heard you got a new phone. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> He's probably I, just I, Okay, good. All right, hang on, Charles. I'm going to explain the game show. Once again, folks, it's called Lorelei. Charles is a, an actual lawyer, believe it or not, and he will give us four laws, and you, the listener, have to determine which one of them is false, which one is not true, and believe me, they all, all of them are ridiculous. Uh, we, of course, we attend here in the studio, and right now, Ben, out of 16 episodes, is 6 for 16. I am 4 for 16. Pyatt is 3 for 16. So really, tonight is, is monumental for all of us. Uh, ben, if you make a point tonight without Pyatt getting a point, then he will be eliminated from the first season. Uh, this episode of uh, Lorelei is brought to you by Tasty Golf Tees. They are flavored wooden golf tees, America's only flavored golf tee. Visit TastyGolfTees.com. Once again, folks, flavored golf tees. You heard it right. They're wood. They're flavor and you can hang out and suck on them until you tee off hey brilliant isn't it so let's get right to it charles um of course we're keeping on the state theme here we're doing every episode is dedicated to a certain state and the crazy rules dedicated to that state tonight i think it's kentucky but charles i'm going to give you the floor and you'll tell us the four laws in tonight's episode of law or lie go ahead take it away okay here we go uh yeah we are dealing with kentucky so first law kentucky state law uh even if you're licensed to carry a concealed weapon, you can't carry a concealed weapon at the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Law number two. In Paducah, Kentucky, it is legal to operate a pinball machine or arcade game within 500 feet of a public or private school. <laughs> Law number three. In Lexington, Kentucky, uh, anyone who fails to provide for their family due to a habitual drunkenness may be jailed for up to 60 days. And law number four, under a Kentucky state law, a one-half-cent tax is collected to fund research for, for preserving and strengthening tobacco agriculture in the state. Okay, all right, Charles. Of course, I always repeat the laws because they they're so good, and then Charles puts them together so well. Once again, folks, you have to determine which law is not true, and these are, this is going to be a hell of a round. Here we go. Yeah. Law number one, under Kentucky state law, it is illegal... 
for a licensed citizen to carry a concealed firearm at the Kentucky Derby. Okay, law number two. In Paducah, Kentucky, it is illegal to operate a pinball machine within 500 feet of a public or private school. Oh, God. Law number three. In Lexington, Kentucky, anyone who fails to provide for family due to habitual drunkenness may be jailed for 60 days. And law number four. Under Kentucky state law, a half-cent tax is collected to fund research for preserving and strengthening tobacco agriculture. Oh, my goodness. I See, once again, of course, oh, I'm, I'm torn between uh, two different laws here, and I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick. I got mine. Mm-mm-mm. I got mine. Pius, do you have yours? You got yours. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys don't cheat off me like you always do. I'm gonna go. I don't care. Okay, I will. I'm going for broke. Have to hold them up at the same time. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, we're gonna hold them up at the same time okay. in the studio. Pyth, you ready? All okay, right. hold them up. Go. Oh. Oh. Okay. See, I You're was going out on a limb too. See, huh? I was gonna. Okay. okay, here we go, folks. Pyth has number four. I have number two. Okay. This is this is my big chance to get back in the race. Okay. Ben has number four. Pyth has number four, and I have number two. So Pyth and Ben are going to say that under Kentucky state law, a, a half cent tax is collected to fund research for preserving and strengthening tobacco or agriculture. They're going to say that's false. I'm going to say that the it's illegal to operate a pinball machine within 500 feet of public or private school. I think Charles is going to say like it's you know for the private schools but not the public ones. But that's the only, uh, it's my last chance, folks. Here it goes. Uh, Charles, we're going to give you the drum roll. You're going to tell us the answer, and then everybody driving is going to swerve on the road. Go ahead. Drum roll, please. Uh, no, law number one is bunk. You can take your gun to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yeah, you, you can carry a weapon at the Kentucky Derby. That's incredible. You can I, carry I a thought, weapon into the Kentucky Derby. I thought that would be... Easily, the the the, the a, a true law because you know how they care. But you know the ponies are a big deal, and of course these races yeah. are a big deal for the state, and, and they get a lot of media coverage. And you don't want some idiot shooting a horse. I mean, a there's a lot of money. Men. There's a lot of money running on these horses. So Charles, tell us. Oh my God, this is going to be a whole segment. That's a good one, Charles. Tell good us one. why, Charles. Tell us why it's bunk. Why this law uh, is bunk under Kentucky state law? It is illegal for a licensed citizen to carry a concealed firearm at the Kentucky Derby. Tell us why that is bunk. Uh, actually, under Kentucky law, the only place that's illegal for a licensed person to carry a concealed weapon is in a courthouse or in the presence of a judge. Unbelievable. <laughs> you are good, Charles. You are good. This, I think this is the most deceptive law lie. Because one, two, and four. And, and I, I mean, three, you figure three was true. I mean, yeah, you could have said 30 days yeah. or 100 days. But no, nah, that seemed like that was pretty uh, innocent. All right, so, it, but either way, let me... I didn't think our federal government would allow number four. I didn't think that. I, I, I agree, and I also smelled a rat there. I figured uh, maybe something, maybe it's like a, a one cent or a one and a half. You know, I figured maybe he was really being out there, but sure enough, in Paducah, Kentucky, folks, it is illegal to operate a pinball machine within 500 feet of a public or private school. God, Incredible. God knows where that one came from. In Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, anyone who fails to provide for a family due to habitual drunkenness Maybe jail for 60 days, that's true. And unfortunately, under Kentucky state law, or whatever you want to look at it, uh, a, a half-cent tax is collected to fund research for preserving and strengthening tobacco agriculture. I figured that was true just because it's probably a big, you know, uh, big thing there, a big commodity. So, yes. All right, Charles, you, you've outdone yourself again. You've made us look stupid. 
and we're the hosts of the show, which is never a good thing uh, either way. So there you go, folks. Laura, live. Charles, thank you so much for, once again, uh, making us look dumb. <laughs> Anytime. And your phone, it does sound good, Charles, so stick with that carrier. We appreciate that. Now, folks, it's three more episodes, and it's looking pretty grim. I think, Ben, basically, uh, unless I can... Pius can only tie Ben at this point. Mm -hmm. You can't lose points. So um, I can still win, but it's got to be a landslide, and I think you have to basically not get anything. So there you go. Lower life, folks. Wrap it up, Pius. Muted, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my little microphone with the nipple on me? Like I always say, Charles, thanks so much for calling in. We appreciate it. Um, well, there you have it, folks. America's favorite game show and uh, most beloved game show. And uh, we can, we're only so thankful for Laura Lyon. We're uh, perfect timing coming up on a break already, and that's just crazy. But I was really hoping tonight, Ben, for, for some kind of you know a way to get a point without you two rat bastards getting a point. <laughs> or maybe even me and Pyatt getting a point and you not, because you know, this is just crazy. We, this has been a terrible <laughs> season for us. And hopefully we can improve next season. It's but uh, it is John McCain, and, and hopefully maybe we'll be hearing from John McCain <laughs> again. I think we had some people fooled out there, folks, when we interviewed John McCain last show. Just check it out, final second to last segment. But when we get back, a lot more news, some Obama news, some crazy news, some Animal Farm news. Stay tuned. We shall return. So getting high. Show.com is the website, 512-646-1984 is, <laughs> is the phone number to reach us. Uh, we're a bunch of clowns here. Um, if you want to send us an instant message, if you would not like to call us and you're shy maybe, if you think we bite or something, okay. uh, you could drop us an, an AOL instant message. It is AOL screen name Animal Farm Show. All one word. Um, and, and join the forums. Go to the website, join the forums, animalfarmshow.com. Uh, we just posted some recent funny stuff there, so go check it out. Uh, become one with the farm. Absolutely. Uh, so back to the craziness, and, you know, we want to, I want to talk about this. This is out of WorldNetDaily.com. National Anthem students get legal help. I, I, I just turned white when I read this. A conference participants warned Star Spangled Banner not allowed in Rotunda. The Pacific Justice Institute has sent a letter to state officials in California advising them that further attempts to tell students singing the Star Spangled Banner in the state capital Rotunda to shut up would be viewed as a violation of their uh, expressive rights under the state and federal oh. constitutions, of course. Wow. World in the Daily reported over the weekend when state highway patrol troopers and members of the state sergeant at arms staff in the state house warned school children attending a civics camp they could not sing the national anthem in the Rotunda without a special permit. Run that by me again. I don't understand. I mean, this is not UK. This is America. Um, you know, and of course we well, it's similar to the time. it's similar to the Red Dawn scenario where all the, the American citizens get lined up to to get shot by the, uh, the Soviets <laughs> and the Cubans, <laughs> and they all start singing the national anthem, but and I mean, they all end know, up getting gunned down in the middle of the verse. I mean, you know, we've uh, heard it's, it's, it's going to get to that point eventually. It I mean, will, it, it's and it's going in that direction, of course. And I, I mean, I'm not as surprised as I was being a little bit 
kind of, uh, I was exaggerating a little bit. Of course, I've seen worse than this. But, you know, we've seen people try to protest on the streets, whether it's politically or religiously, uh-huh. you know, for their, for their rights or their, their views. But, I mean, we're talking about, you need a permit to sing the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, how, go- how far gone are we? The students did, in fact, obtain a permit. And the Star Spangled Banner was sung by the students on Saturday along with God Bless America. God, I figured that was a whole other controversy. But according to the Capital Resource Institute, which sponsored the City on the Hill summer study session for nearly four dozen students ages 14 through 18, students attended a mock legislative session Saturday morning, then had lunch, and then walked into the Capitol Rotunda and gathered in one corner. So, I mean, you know, I guess all is well and ends well, you know, with this story here, Ben, but... I mean, you got to just shake your head and say, oh, my goodness, where? Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, on the one side, we have uh, police officials being taught that the founding fathers were terrorists. Uh-huh. And now people, Americans, have to obtain a permit to sing the Star Spangled Banner. It, it is just... Have we turned into gerbils, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's nuts. And, you know, we often talk about how crazy things are in the U.K. And, of course, I've dubbed it the U.K. syndrome. And we uh-huh. have a couple of those stories floating around. But, I mean, now, I mean, and the reason why we do that specifically, Ben, is because it's happening here. Mm-hmm. And we are following this trend. We are a police state. We're becoming a police state. And no matter what your views are, even if you're red, green, white, yellow, or blue, you have to admit it. Yeah. It's fact. Well, it is a syndrome uh, in the U.K. It is a disease. Uh, it a is. Mind it disease, really, a really is. Corruption of the mind, a corruption of the uh, consciousness, corruption of the soul, if you will. And that is spreading to the United States. Uh, now in, in, uh, in the U.K., they are... Um, looking for, they're doing knife searches. They're using, yeah, um, of course. They're using, they, got, they got the guns already. They're going for the knives now. Exactly. I mean, that's how far it is. I mean, they, you know, Americans were known as crazy gun nuts there, but, you know, they're taking people's knives over there. You know, it's, it's not acceptable for a child to get stabbed to death there, so we have to go house to house and search for your knives. Um, just totally, totally out of, out of the ordinary. Just incredible. But, uh, some more, uh, Pat Tillman news. Oh, yes. Is go coming ahead. Out then, and, right. um, yeah, this is a report that came out. The Bush administration <laughs> milked untruths about Tillman and Lynch during sour times. I mean, I guess that's a very, very nice way of putting it. Um, but this is I'm by George W. Bush. <laughs> this is watered by, down, isn't it? This is by Nick Juliana. Uh, the Bush administration willfully pushed the fictional portrayals of Pat Tillman's death in Afghanistan and Jessica Lynch's capture in Iraq to create "quote unquote" compelling public public narratives. Um, That's a fact. Very similar to what happened in 1984. Very, very similar where they altered news stories to uh, to make this one person turn out to be a hero and he died and the evil enemy, you got to get more mad at them, uh, yada, 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 the, the basic human conditioning. Um, but he says at times when public opinion was starting to soar on the wars, congressional investigations found that they uh, basically milked untruths about Tillman and Lynch. Um, and, and they didn't basically say that... Uh, Pat Tillman basically was shot by his own people uh, because he was coming out against the war, and uh, right. there's a lot of evidence that states that that that's actually what happened, and the family has actually said that that's what they think is what happened. Well, so. if, they, yeah, if they're not trying, if they don't discredit you in one of seven hundred different ways, like they always do on the mainstream networks, yeah. then they just pop you off and they just get rid of you. Uh, thoughts it's hard for me to explain why that was the case. I can take my word for it. I can imagine. <laughs> I believe you, George. Listen, you, you're, you're always good with me. But uh, getting off uh, back, getting off. I'll try that one again. Moving on. Let me use a different word there. Oh boy, it's been tough. Uh, DC now, and I wanted to talk about this after you talk about the knife situation in the UK. But DC to vote on gun bill in response to the Supreme Court ruling. It seems that even though the you know the DC 
ruling came in favor of people who want to own and you know use firearms yeah. for the protection. Now they're really trying to get back at it and talk specifics here. And I want to talk about what John Lott said, which is another just hair-raising thing going oh, on boy. here. It, it, it never ends, Ben. It never freaking oh, ends. Boy. And granted, it's good because we have a show. We can talk about it, but it just never ends. The District of Columbia Council planned to vote Tuesday on emergency legislation to allow handguns, but only if they are used for self-defense in the home and carry fewer than 12 rounds of ammunition. Like, what does it matter if there's 13 rounds as opposed to 12? Yeah. The legislation announced Monday comes as officials try. And this is all the result of just, just you know, they lost this this battle, but they're trying to go back and, and win a couple more battles. There's exactly. still pressure, okay? Yep. Legislation announced Monday comes as officials try to comply with a U.S. Supreme Court ruling last month striking down the city's 32-year-old weapons ban. Hello. The re- proposal, which maintains some of city's strict gun ownership rules and adds more regulations, was immediately criticized by gun rights a- a- advocates. They threatened more legal action. The Nationals capital would still require all legal firearms, including handguns, rifles, and shotguns, to be kept in the home, unloaded, and disassembled, or equipped with trigger locks. It's just his ass. What good is a gun if it doesn't have bullets in it and if it's not accessible? I yeah. don't understand. Um, and, if, you know, and, it's a purpose, and, huh? if you, and if you just happen to have kids, can you take responsibility and teach the little buggers <laughs> not to touch the gun this is not a or teach them how to use the gun more importantly teach yes. them that this is a firearm mm-hmm. this is how you respect this weapon i'm going to stop yeah. there would be an exception for guns used against the reasonably perceived threat of immediate harm now okay we all know this is kind of in the news but let me just go on to what john lott was saying um this this is this is eerily similar kind of reminded me to when they were talking about the vaccines where you know oh the the thimerosal the mercury is out of the vaccines now so but but the autism rate is still high even though it's maybe six months or a year into the study so how could you possibly not out of and it's not even yeah but let's just pretend it was how could you possibly have done enough studies now to prove john locke came out and said the gun debate is hardly over, and he, he's right. It isn't over because you know, there's a lot more to be done here. But the Supreme Court may have confirmed that Americans have the right to own guns for protection, but the gun debate is hardly over. John Lott said this, No one who has taken even a quick glance at the crime data can seriously argue that the D.C. gun ban lowered murder or violent crime rates. Oh, another chance in hell. Yeah, but it just came out. How could, you, you can't have done studies. It, this just happened. Yeah. The gun, you know, the gun ban itself... And, of course, he came out, the concerns being raised are not the threat of criminals. You know, I, I, I want to know what happens after a year, two years of the gun ban being relieved. Oh, I mean, uh, that's what I want to know. Are you saying that he was making an analysis based on the amount of time that we've had since that happened? I mean, that was two weeks ago. I don't even know. Yeah. Analysis based on that? Well, he's saying no one who took a quick glance at the crime data can seriously argue that D.C. government has lowered murder or violent crime rates. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. So I understand better now. Okay, so he he basically said that, oh, the crime hasn't been lowered. We banned the guns and the crime hasn't been lowered yet, but it was like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And we didn't even know if it's been implemented yet. Yeah. So he's basically talking out of his ass just totally. you know, and you get a lot more of this on the Fox News pundits, too. You know, they're, they're obviously, they're supposed to be this right-wing uh, organization, but they're all anti-gun, too. So, But it's, it, is, it is incredible. If you look at gun stats, um, it, just in a general perspective, if you look at gun stats from every single state. Oh, it's conclusive. Absolutely 1,000% conclusive. The place where people, uh, where civilians, evil civilians, have control of their firearms are the place where the crime is the laws. 
hands down, bar none, 1,000%, end yeah. of argument. That is the facts. That is the freaking data. Yeah, I think what Law was saying was that, yeah, during the gun ban, he said there's no conclusive evidence that the murder rates went down. So he's, in a lot of ways, he's saying, well, yes, it's, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to lower crime if you ban guns. But at the same time, we saw an increase, yes. a lot of ways, of crime because illegal guns are out there and people are going to find ways to get them. It's not that hard, especially if the government's behind yeah. it, like there are so many of these things. So it is what it is. And, you know, I, I, I digress and I'm trying to make some sense of this whole thing. But, well, it is similar to the uh, to drugs in general where, you know, um, the war on drugs. Yeah, where, you know, it's, it's easier to get illegal drugs than it is to get legal drugs. But sometimes it's you know, a lot of times it's easier to get illegal firearms than it is to get legal ones. But uh, we'll talk about that more when we get back. You are listening to the Animal Farm, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back momentarily. AnimalFarmShow.com. Stay tuned. Well, perhaps the worst organization in the government, one of the many ABC organizations that we should do without, we should get rid of, should abolish FEMA. No, is I knew you were going to say that. Well, you know what it is, of course. I mean, obviously, we, we, we criticize FEMA, and they deserve it, and they deserve a lot worse than what we give them. But unfortunately, it's like just, it is a, it's a book with FEMA, Ben, and it's just chapter after chapter after chapter of Screw up after the abominations, Screw up of course, with the Katrina. Katrina is a whole book in and of itself, and then we talked about how they were getting rid of, you know, all the trailers that were left, and they couldn't get rid of them. They were selling them to, you know, average Joes, and they were mm -hmm. full with all kinds of chemicals, making those people sick. And then, of course, you went even further, and we had all the supplies that the government had for Katrina victims. They weren't getting them, and that was really focusing on Louisiana victims. Victims, and now we're hearing even worse stories about Mississippi victims that they had the, the resources and they were giving them to state prisons instead of the victims. We Mississippi had a chance to help people like the Griffiths rebuild their lives. Just listen to what happened. Unlike Louisiana, Mississippi's surplus agency told FEMA it wanted the supplies, but it didn't hand them to groups helping Katrina victims. Instead, it gave dinnerware sets, pillowcases, men's underwear, and coffee makers to state prisons. Other agencies, like the Department of Wildlife, became the proud owners of more coffee makers, cleaning supplies, and other items. And the state even kept plastic buckets for itself. Yeah, so the background story here, Ben, is that... This has been kind of an ongoing CNN story. You could find a lot of uh, a lot more coverage on CNN about this, but I guess there's there's several different factors that play in here. One, the government had these supplies and either didn't tell state officials that they had them, mm -hmm. or declared them surplus and gave them away to organizations or kept them for themselves yeah. in a lot of cases. State well, they love us. Did not return our repeated calls and refused our interview requests to try to find out how this could have happened. But we did talk to a spokesperson for Mississippi's surplus agency, Kim Wiggins, who told us there may be a need, but we were not notified that there was a great need for this particular property. Yeah, I want to go on. This is kind of a long clip, but how can a logical person look at a disaster like Katrina and then focus and then look at FEMA's response, lack thereof, pardon me, uh, active, really active pursuance of cutting communications lines, turning away buses full of uh, water and, and food and supplies, and then look at the aftermath, selling 
um, trailers full of formaldehyde, making people yeah. sick, and really knowing it, mm-hmm. knowing this. And then, even worse, to put the cherry on top of the sundae, having supplies that are sorely needed to get people's lives back on track, coffee makers, shoes, sandals, yeah. broomsticks, whatever, anything. Well, that's the brilliance of the social engineering here in America is that uh, you'll get everyday Americans out there and they'll say, oh, my goodness, they, FEMA didn't do these things and FEMA did all this horrible stuff during Katrina and it took them so long and uh, Brownie did uh, such a horrible job. We need to give FEMA more money so they could do what's right. Yeah, absolutely I mean, that, right is, that is the brilliant yeah. social engineering that's going on in America here because <laughs> you'll sit there and you'll take an agency like FEMA that's just uh, such an F up, F'd up agency to oh begin with God. and people will go out there and say we need to give FEMA more money so that they can do more and they can manage themselves better when in fact you give FEMA more money they're going to increase the F ups by five fold but th- that's, that's what's going to happen that's exactly that's my question man. that's exactly my point you hit it on the head as far as the retort but my question is how can a logical person who has got at least two or three brain cells moving in some direction up there how can a logical person look at what FEMA has done and what FEMA has not done for the American people and conclusively say they are actively pursuing in the in just destroying the victims of Katrina. In other words, this is not just, oh, they screwed up, oh, they made a mistake, oh, they, they muffed up here. This is literally them saying, give, give in the finger, yeah. F you, mm-hmm. you miserable victims, screw you, you can yeah. go stick it up your ass, and we're going to keep the supplies, and yeah. we don't give a damn about you. This is active. This well, is not, you know, the result of poor management. And this is, exactly, it's not the result of poor management. We know that there are people at the top of FEMA, of the FEMA organization that are actively working as international agents against the American people. That's what I'm saying. Yes, but... The whole part of it is that is that nobody in their right mind, good people out there, good average everyday American citizens, would never believe that there are people uh, out there working against American people that are in the American government. They don't understand the concept of coup d'etats, people uh, taking over governments, using those governments to enslave their yeah. their people. Uh, they don't understand that, and they also feel that <laughs> that people aren't that bad out there they don't they don't look at people and say that that person could be bad just because i'm a good person doesn't mean that everybody in the world is a good person we all have to we have to do that and that's what the problem is. it is your ben you said it so well and in this country is filled with people who for some reason or another i don't know what pills they're taking i don't know what chemicals they're sniffing but these people many people in this country somehow have this ridiculous trust in their government to mm. think that yes government a government officials would never do yeah. anything against people but even more importantly like you were saying this government could never be taken over by people who perhaps yeah. have an anti-American standpoint. What are you kidding me? Exactly. Are you and crazy? And it's not just that, but it's trust in their fellow human being. They don't feel that yeah, their fellow right. human being. Because everybody's be... everybody's a God-loving person, right? Exactly. So so the the point is is they're not able to you know you have to you have to say to people you know Stalin was bad. Okay, Stalin went out of his way to kill people. Sure. Hitler went out of his way to kill people. There are bad people in the world out there. We need to we need to watch out for those people and we need to protect against against those people. That's what that's what needs to happen here in America. The knowledge I'd like is who keeps stealing the milk and apples. Oh, 
to the NSA. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Keep it up. I really like your show, man. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, uh, you guys cover a lot of uh, information, which is great. Y'all are doing a great job. I like the show. Keep it up, fight, man. It's good talk to you guys. We've been listening to you guys for quite some time now. I've got to say, you have a fantastic radio show. The three of you do an excellent job. Great show, and uh, love what y'all do. We don't have uh, little buttons we can push, like the Animal Farm show. One of my favorite shows, speaking of We the People Radio Network. Love that show. Love those guys. They do. It's a great. You got to check it out. Very fast moving, very funny, and they have sound effects throughout the entire program. The war on terror, obviously so worth it. A prosecutor turned up in U.S. terror watch list. Associated Press, some friggin' around. Your, your tax dollars just completely down the drain here. The name of the Justice Department's former top criminal prosecutor turned up on the government's terror watch list. Oh, by the surprise, way, surprise. I think we are in, officially now in the power segment, Pyth, if you would. I'm sorry to interrupt the article here, but <laughs> it's very important here in the Animal Farm. We do the power segment. Uh, yep, okay. Go ahead, Pyth. I like your voice better than my bed. I don't do a good job. All right. So anyway, continuing on with this ridiculous article, the, the terrorism era roster, which likely has caused thousands of innocent Americans to be questioned or searched, popped up with the name of former assistant attorney general Jim Robinson. Robinson joined another mistaken identity American and the American Civil Liberties Union Monday in calling for elimination of the list. That's designed to identify suspected terrorists. Of course, they're all over the place. Yeah, and this does bring us. I'm really scared. <laughs> the ACLU is estimating that one million record, one million. I'll say it again. <laughs> million one records. million <laughs> records have been added to the oh, list God. by the end of July. So there's a, a, a million. A person terror watch list out there. Does anybody think that there are a million terrorists out there in America? <laughs> it uh, depends on the definition behind, of the word terrorist, I mean, man. Come on. Hiding behind cars, and you know, they're maybe in your bedroom under your bed. I, I don't. I don't know. Ben, I mean, Ben, we are we are one false flag attack, or we are one piece of legislation. All three of us uh, are one piece of legislation or one terror attack away from literally being. Terrorists. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, terrorists. Thank you, Alex. Uh, from the government standpoint, and that's not a joke. That's not a laughable thing. Yes. This is the truth, and we all know it. And I'm not going to repeat it again. Chad Colton, a spokes spokesman for the terrorist screening center that maintains the list, says that number includes aliases. Colton said that uh, the, the one million there, Ben. Uh, that number includes aliases. Colton said that 400,000 individuals are on the list, nearly all of whom are foreigners. I highly doubt it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just another example of how they're just pissing your money away on nonsense and basically just creating a database. And, you know, again, we're playing the card that this is all for a purpose. This all has a meaning and a purpose. It's not just throwing the money away. But, yes, they're building a database. And this yeah. is what happens when you, you... To create a police state, you need a database. You need many databases. And you need to be, uh, have the ability to share them between nations. This is kind of common yes. sense, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Anyway, pressing on. I want the people to know... <laughs> That they still have two out of three branches of the government working with them, and that ain't bad. <laughs> See, this is the worst. This is the saddest part about this reality We're that we live about in. It. It's so um, breaking law. Bush administration failed to declassify 30-year-old files, and I literally, you know, that's how that's how normal it is for the Bush administration to break laws. And I'm bringing this up with one minute and 20 seconds left. Oh my the show. God. Um, he, yes, he he uh, should have declassified 30-year-old files, and they uh, re they refused.
choose to do so. Um, just typical freaking Bush administration behavior. Uh, just a bunch of criminals in there, and uh, it's just it's just the everyday norm. That's why I'm treating it as the everyday norm. That's why I'm just reading it on the air like it's a normal thing because we have criminal enterprise in the government, and it's just totally normal. We sure do, and Sorry. I think yeah, no, Ben, this power segment that we have to we have to it's kind of rush through. Mexican drug violence threatens U.S. security. This is a very well written article by Victor Thorne. At it once again, out of power. Victor Thorne. Power segment. Okay. Uh, once, once again, drug-free. Uh, AmericanFreePress.net is a great site, folks. I recommend it, but it, it really just kind of uh, explains in so many words how how violent the, the drug cartels are on the Mexican-American border, but really goes into detail yeah. what they've done to establish their power. And I recommend everybody else out there read it. Uh, you know, we haven't even talked about finance tonight. We talked, uh, you know, I had this one uh, article with Soros now coming out. Not enough time. No, Not there, enough there just isn't. 20, I can't even get into it. You know, I, I give up. I mean, we need a three hour show we need a four-hour show but once again folks thank you for the support as always we really appreciate it and for ben uh, for pyeth i'm tony pack saying the animal farm and dissent in your government is as american as apple pies so keep it up we appreciate the support see you all on thursday take care